When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. this call it literally i hung up talking to you and like half hour later i had my first sneeze and since then it's been downhill i feel like i've had covid and rsv and typhoid and tb all rolled up into into the last six <laughs> days last five days <laughs> it's been miserable so i will be doing ugly coughs throughout or i might start wheezing halfway through this <coughs> oh but, my god ooh, give me the cold what oh my god on? it started with <laughs> I... a head cough head cold and then now it slowly progressed into my lungs <laughs> i can feel myself drowning <laughs> i can't breathe oh my god <laughs> why are we laughing about it i don't know why are you laughing about it i'm in pain <laughs> <laughs> well number one Number one, it's I'm sorry that fault. you're going. It is. Number one, I'm sorry that you're going through it. But number two, um, I hope you feel, uh, I feel a little bit, <laughs> I feel a little bit petty and vindicated because you make fun of me every time I have a cold. <laughs> but yours, yours is fake. Half the time you don't even have anything. You just think oh my you, God, you I do. do. Have- you think you do. <laughs> I sound like shit. me on the other hand I'm like <laughs> I know big pharma is after me just like it is after Denise and Aaron did Wait, you did see you, did, yeah. did you just hear the news <laughs> the news that just broke five minutes ago yeah big pharma it, okay number one okay Denise and Aaron. before number one, let me just say something okay let me before we start <laughs> laughing about this I just want to preface by saying you know Gun violence is no joke. No. It's no laughing matter. <clears throat> neither is road rage. But ne- the fact yeah, that... Neither is hits put out by Lisa Rinna, allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so Denise Richards, just like five minutes ago, we found out that uh, Aaron, Big Dick Aaron, was <laughs> driving her somewhere and uh to work i assume and somebody was fighting with he him couldn't find par- he couldn't find his, lo- his slot to park in so he was taking his time I maybe guess. it was like in a you know how we have in jersey and in maryland we have these little um malls and these little um strip malls mm-hmm. that barely have any room for to navigate and then somebody with a big truck comes in and they can't turn around or park. I feel like Aaron did that. Like he yep. brought his big truck. <laughs> his big and dick and his big truck. he navigated and he couldn't parallel park. <laughs> okay. Possibly, yes. But here's the thing. Hear me out. Okay. If, mm-hmm. if somebody with a big old truck mm-hmm. is navigating a teeny tiny little street, the mm-hmm. last thing I'm going to do is shoot at them. I know, right? <laughs> That would be intimidating in itself. 
But how horrible. That is horrific, by the way. That yeah. is yeah. Horrible. So apparently somebody there was a road rage incident and somebody <laughs> pulled out a gun and shot at the passenger side. Uh yeah. and, and they and then they were shaken up and then they were uh they were crying. And then somebody from once she got into the building, somebody from her group went out and looked at the truck and that's when they noticed uh that it was the passenger side and they just heard the gunshots, I believe, and just were scared enough by that, but the fact that the bullets had actually gotten and yeah. come that close to them, that's scary. That's, that's some scary shit. Yeah. 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 So, so all that time. So for all you know, all this time, you know, maybe, you know, Aaron is not lying. Somebody is following them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they are being, you know, followed and scared. And Aaron just thinks it's Tylenol, but it's not. <laughs> Maybe it's like Putin or somebody. <laughs> no. All this time we were making fun of him, turns out it was somebody from my company. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot you work for Big Pharma. <laughs> oh my God. If I laugh this hard, I'm going to do so hard. Can you hear me wheezy? <laughs> Jen, I can hear the inside of your lungs when you laugh. <laughs> It's like ASMR a little bit. <laughs> and the ASMR laugh where you can hear me laugh, just hear me music. Yeah, just the <laughs> sounds of a cold. I know. Well, I hope, Denise, you're okay. And I hope that they oh. catch Big Pharma or Lisa Rinna or whoever. Maybe it was that guy, that Patrick Summers guy who keeps like showing you. <laughs> I don't think he's the kind that would shoot. He's the kind that would probably run over and try to sell it to Radar Online, but not not the one that does the shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Denise. Yeah. That's horrible. Poor Denise. That's yeah. And I also heard that uh, Beverly Hills might be on a pause. That's also the rumor going around. Who said? The internet. But, okay. oh, you know, I heard, I saw it on Twitter, but then right now on Twitter, do you know what's trending? Poland. No. What? It's R.I.P. Jimmy Fallon. Wait, fake, what? Yeah, it's fake news. I got, <laughs> like, my heart dropped when I saw that, too. It's just people making up fake shit because they can do it now. <laughs> because of Elon Musk. And they're putting, like, they're putting James, what's his name, Corden's picture with, the, with that R.I.P. It's like R.I.P. Jimmy Fallon and James Corden's picture. So... Who I, you know? I heard that Beverly Hills was on pause, but I heard it on Twitter. So who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe it is not. God knows what's true. Yeah. Well, I, I said Poland because apparently Russia accidentally shot missiles into Poland. So guys. Oh wow! I didn't even see that. I things are to see trending. I saw Jimmy Fallon, but not Poland. Things are not events that happened in Poland. Not looking good. Oh, wow. No. That's not cool. Yeah. Russia did not accidentally do that. How do you accidentally skip a whole country? Listen. Another one. <laughs> Listen. Why don't you ask Aemond Targaryen? <laughs> How about that? Okay. okay. This is a deep cut. And I <laughs> thought I was high on all the cold meds, but... You seem to be high too. You just went from <laughs> Denise Richards to Eamon Targaryen through Poland. <laughs> through Poland. And I just don't get it. 
This is so trippy. This is the trippiest episode we have. Um, we so have sorry. recorded. Sorry, listeners. Okay, which one and would you like to talk? Your, uh, you know, a back and forth in my background. Today, I'm offering you uh, eighth grade math and math homework session happening in the background. So, oh my god, there might be some screaming involved. That's fine. Just recorded along with the dog barking. It's okay. That's fine. <laughs> I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to start with first, Family Karma or Potomac? Either one. I'm okay with either one. Okay. Let's go with Family pick Karma. Your, your I... pick today. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. I know also you're <clears throat> under too much medication to make a choice. Plus, I watched them two days ago, so <laughs> <laughs> you start and I'll fill it in. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Family Karma first. We pick back up at, uh, you know, Richa and Vishal's wedding. And I oh, agree yeah. with Bali that this didn't this seem more like a frat party than a wedding to you. Yes. I yeah. think I think the beginning of the the first episode and when they were showing as part of the wedding, all of that seemed to be going fine. Then all of a sudden it became a frat party. It became um, more for TV and for him to I don't know what that was. Part of it was not even part of our culture or anything. It was just random shit. Yeah, like just getting hammered on the beach. Right. For no reason. For no reason. It's like all day in the hot sun. The day before your wedding in the Ugh. hot sun. You're just drinking a ton and of And he probably alcohol. smelled so bad. Right? That's, That's what I, I kept think thinking. Of. Like there must be. Yeah. Everybody stank. It just smelled like Indian like, food plus. It smelled like, you know, Indian detail. food plus Indian people plus alcohol, all yeah. in aben- abundance. That's a lot of smell. In in India, did they have detail? Like yeah, food? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like it probably smelled like. Oh, every detail smelled of detail. <laughs> but detail smelled like detail. What is detail? Oh, I guess Finale it was like and detail. Finale? Did you have finale? We didn't have finale, but we Finales. had details. Oh, the hospital. It's like it, smell, special it, smell of hospitals from finale. <laughs> I smell like a hospital. Yeah, it was special. <laughs> you knew your house was clean if you smelled of finale. <laughs> Every, every little bugger was killed. Every every <laughs> microbe that could possibly live in your house was killed when you used that. It's like stronger than yeah. bleach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so detail was like Lysol, like Indian Lysol, You get it right? here. You get detail here. Do people use it here? Besides yeah, the and it's not like Lysol because Lysol is only for surfaces and stuff. Detol was not. It's a, it's it's actually even good for your skin. So people it's an put it in bath right? and everything. It's like an antiseptic. It is, is an antiseptic, what? but it's not. It's not. Um, it's not for surfaces. It was not for you. Add it to water, and you can put. And it was safe, so you could use it for taking a bath or showers, cleaning everything. It was just a general antiseptic that would be put into everything. And if you lived in the tropics with all kinds of bacterial infections, trust me, you needed it all. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's probably what. Uh, Vishal smelled like was Detal, just coming out of his pores. Yeah, that was sweat. too much though. Yeah, he was I so agree. nuts. And the more I watched him that episode, second episode, the more I was so amazed that 
Lopa could even be calm the way she was. I really, if I'd seen somebody do that, if Richa was my daughter and my son-in-law was going off like that and getting drunk, I would be like, so concerned that the, he has a drinking problem or this yes. could turn into a drinking problem. Yes. Yeah. And that's not good. He was flashing and Lopa was people so calm butt. through that. I, I really thought Lopa would lose it by the time the yeah. episode ended. Could you imagine you've got a daughter, Maya's mm-hmm. getting married. And her fiance shows everybody the guest his butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the wedding, so, and especially in our wedding, it's like it's, it's like doubly disrespectful. So disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Anisha's kind of just like sprinkled through this episode a little bit, uh, and then but we did get some Chitra Auntie confessionals. I mm-hmm. just love her. I just I love everything about her. Yeah, I love it that she was like, "Yeah, my wedding had a thousand people," and they were 2000, like, "Two thousand. She said two thousand. Yeah, two thousand people, and they were like, "Oh, you're joking." And she was like, "I don't joke about matters like this. We don't joke about such matters." <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the, how many people did you? But you had your wedding here, though, right? Yeah, not in my. I had my wedding here, and uh, my wedding was around four hundred and seventy-five people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was considered a smaller wedding. Mm-hmm. My brother's wedding had over 600 people. Mm-hmm. Mine had about 600, and it was also considered a small wedding. Uh, what is wrong with us? I don't know. But Why my are you wedding like had. My, but in India, it's different, right? Yeah. When you are in India or in, in Pakistan, it's different. You're not just inviting, at least in India, it's true for our communities. We are not. I always try to generalize, and then I realize there's no generalization of weddings and customs in India and Pakistan because every group and every corner of the country does it differently. Yeah. But in general, having said yeah. that, in general, our invitations are extended to everybody that we know. The grocer, yeah. the milkman, the postman, mm-hmm. the maid, her family. Each of them, they are welcome to bring their family. Nobody's stopped. And um, at least in South Indian weddings, uh, the wedding itself, the the last part of the wedding where they do the satfera and all that, mm-hmm. um, that, it, that part of it itself can be about three hours long. And there's... So during that three hours... There's meal service happening. It's like first round, second round, third wow. batch of people. They just go into the, there's like a dining hall and meals being served throughout the whole time. And so people can go in batches, go eat your food. And then you come back to the hall and you're sitting there watching the wedding happen. And the next group goes in. So nobody's like completely bored. And then at the end of it, there's like music changes and you know that the main event is happening and everybody <laughs> gathers, throws flowers, <laughs> gives their blessings, belches and say, hey, that was a good wedding. We had a good time. We had food. There was music. There was wedding. Yeah. And then they go home. That's what I happened, can't wait. at least in the South Indian wedding. So. I can't wait to talk about the lengthy ceremony later because mm-hmm. I've got so, I've got a couple of questions. But so the day before the wedding, <clears throat> you know, uh, Vishal is getting just like hammered. Um what do you think about Brian and just his his uh, this storyline he has this season of his quest for love and this Avni girl? I think Brian is such a loser. <laughs> he's such a he's like the person that Brian deserves is really Monica, truly, mm-hmm. because I think Monica is boring enough. Like, she's so mainstream and she wants to do the traditional stuff. She really wants a traditional husband to take care of. 
Mm-hmm. And Brian thinks he wants a hot stuff and he's all that. But he's such a ma- mama's boy yeah. that I think at the at the end of the day, he truly really wants somebody like his mother who would take care of him. Yeah. I like so that. So he's got to like, and, and Monica wants to take care of him. So that, yeah. I think they are perfect in some sense. I liked when every time Avni and Brian were together, they'd cut to Dharma just like on the side being like, what the fuck? And she could hide her face, right? <laughs> Even from the beginning. And you could tell. And that was such a, such an auntie face <laughs> where the auntie is like, I disapprove of this girl that you're talking to. She's not good enough for my... Either she's not good enough for my uh, for my son or... I know my son is not good enough for her, so she's he's going to feel inferior, and I don't want him to feel that way. So God. I'm going to not oh. let the girl marry him. That's oh like the two God. things, like where they so think, they truly think the boy, their son is is God incarnate, and he's like he's the best, or they know their son's fault, and they don't want to get him get him involved with a girl that might be smarter than him and might expect him to do better because. It's like they'll be put every time they complain, it will be like putting down their son who's their precious baby. Yeah, agreed. Exactly. <laughs> Brian has a scene where he's talking to Livinanti, uh, mm-hmm. Amrit's mom, and Livinanti casually t- tells them about Sahagrath, oh, <laughs> which is the night I of your love wedding. love how Re- Lavina speaks about stuff without. It's not sensationalizing anything. No. She's like very matter of fact, but I think she's so pure about the way she br- talks so about it. So, there's so much innocence in what she says. It's yeah. so cute. I just love her. She's like, she's, she's like, like yeah. the best mom on Bravo. Is she really her. is. She really is. She's like, she's like, yeah, you know, he like my husband, he took me to a Star War. <laughs> took her to a star war and then he held her hand and her she's like you know my hormones were going but we didn't do anything because we were both virgins when we got married and then there we had our sohagrat and there were petals on the bed it's just like but the way she talks about it so like like it's it's so pure there's no shame there's such like pride in yeah. her story and i just yeah. love it i love her I so much i just loved it so much and it's very unusual. So just so uh, our listeners know, that's very unusual in an Indian auntie. Yes. That particular kind of character is super unusual in our mother circles or even in our circles. We, and neither of us are like that. <laughs> I mean, but I, we could, we could, we could be, strive to be. We're not there yet. But we're not there yet. But that's why we recognize it. That's why we recognize yeah. how beautiful that is. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a very nice quality to have. I don't think I know a single auntie who's like that. Like growing up, I used to think that maybe my mom was not growing uh-huh. up. My yeah. mom was like that when I was growing up. My mom was super yeah. strict. But I was in my twenties. I thought maybe my mom would be like that auntie. Yeah. But as my mom has gotten older, she's just gotten very religious, and she's definitely um. not going to be that auntie. <laughs> um, my mom is getting a little. All of a sudden, she's like quoting quoting stuff and saying about becoming super religious i'm like what's wrong with you what where did you know, that come from it's like it's so stupid yesterday it's so stupid i hate it so much like yeah. the more <laughs> religious this is so fucked up the more religious my moms get the more it pushes me away from religion <laughs> i'm like you're weirding <laughs> me out yeah 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 <laughs> <clears throat> 
Okay, so the day before the wedding, um, the night before, the dads get together with Vishal and they give him all this advice. I just love that scene so much because it's just like <laughs> the advice from all corners of the world and all the dad jokes. It's just... <laughs> Michelle is like, all, I wish you I was know drunk. that these dads themselves never got that kind of advice. They yeah. never got advice, first of all. Yeah. This was not a, something that they went through, but now they're putting it together for the camera, for Michelle. And they're like, okay, what kind of advice? Can I tell a funny joke? Let me tell you a haha joke. Yes. <laughs> so with all like the dad, dad jokes. It's so cute. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this is so cute. That is. I was, I was like, Every time I saw Vishal, though, I, I have to say I was surprised that he wasn't hungover. Yeah. The amount of alcohol he drank and he still isn't hungover and he comes here and has another tequila shot. I mean, that was something. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't say that about <laughs> <laughs> Desi boy. I took offense to it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Um, Richa is, by the way, I want to know, I feel like that's going to be Fahad. Like, I feel like my husband is going to be that kind of a dad who like puts, gathers the boys and is like, let me give you advice in the form of dad jokes oh, with my other friends. I can tell you, it will be Raheel who does that. <laughs> it, will be, it will be the most inappropriate dad jokes. He'll no, be like, uh, Maybe he will. It may be Fahad who brings everybody together, but it'll be Raheel who takes it all over. Oh no, Raheel's and gonna be the I one supplying. In a completely different place. <laughs> no, Raheel's gonna be supplying whatever needs to happen to make sure people are not hungover. So, <laughs> um, so and then Richa at the same time. I love. Okay, can I just say something? Mm-hmm. Anytime Lo- Lopa Auntie cries, I cry. Because. <clears throat> She's so genuine. She's so genuine. She's so genuine in how she puts Vishal down, how she mocks <laughs> him with the anger, but also in the love that she has for Richa. Yes. So she, Richa's having her churas put on, mm-hmm. which I loved. I loved showing all this stuff. I just yeah. love the way they showed all these things. I love that none of it is, like you said, like it's not sensationalized. It's just like, this is who we are. These are the right. things that we do. Um. I just loved it. It made me cry a little bit. <laughs> um, we learned because oh, I was wondering where Richa's dad was. So apparently, her dad uh, is sick and he's on dialysis, which is super sad, and yeah. that's why he couldn't come to the wedding. Yeah, yeah. But her mom is holding it down, man. Man, she did. I was hoping to see more of um, Lopas and Richa's family. Like, who are their family? I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw a whole bunch of uh, Vishal's family, right? And mm-hmm. even the camera pointed that out. But w- what about Richa's family? Like, what is her extended family like? And who th- who are they? I would have loved to see maybe Lopa's sister or somebody from Lopa's family I think to see, like, uncle. who they are and how Lopa interacts <coughs> with them. That would have been interesting to know. Yeah, I think we got one uncle. Yeah. Out of it. Um, the next yeah, the day. the one that put the churas, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, so the next day they have the wedding. I wanted to ask you, Arthi, what time was your wedding and what was your auspicious hour? Oof. I know it was in the morning. It was around 11. Oh, that's yeah. reasonable. 11, 10 or something in the morning. 
Here's my question about that. But we started at on eight o'clock. Like, oh, okay. I was that already was at the month. Yeah, I had like no. We started at seven because there was another ceremony before the wedding that I had to go through, where they had to rename me. So they had to give me another name because I hadn't been named religiously when I was younger. So they had mm-hmm. to do that ceremony first, so they could tell who was being given away at the wedding. If that makes sense. Anyway, yeah, yeah. there was a whole other, like, there were, like, two tiny little ceremonies because I remember I had to change my sari twice to two different saris. And then for each of the ceremonies, I had to wear something else. And then after that was the actual wedding, which took about two hours, three hours. So when you get your auspicious hour, does that mean that <clears throat> you need to be married at that time? Yeah, that uh, the the you know the mangal sutra or the chain the the yeah. little necklace that the groom ties around the bride that needs to happen within the time period. Like there's mm. a range, start to nine fifty. There's some time range around that time that you have to finish. It. Yeah, and so for but, all the people who like love astrology, this yeah. is like right in that. Yes. Oh, that's Indian in everything Hindu religion is done by astrology. It's the moon and where the sun is, and the moon is in the constellation. Is we have certain times of the day that we are not supposed to do anything auspicious because it will never come to fruition. There's a whole bunch of rules, and yeah, yeah. My mother tells me, Don't do this on this day, don't sign any documents on Tuesday between two and four. And I'm like, Okay, 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 ma. Because she'll be like, that's an inauspicious time. Don't ask for a raise at 2 o'clock on Tuesday. This come upcoming Tuesday. Not the next Tuesday, but the upcoming Tuesday. <laughs> that's how close my mom keeps track of all the constellations in my for my horoscope and my sister's horoscope. That's good. And all we do is we just nod and say, oh, okay. Okay, sure. at least your mom's religiousness is coming to some use. My mom so just that's tells not me I'm going to burn religiousness hell. at all by my mother. That's considered <laughs> just science. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a science and she studies it and she will draw up your horoscope and predict it and all that. So she thinks of it as real science. So, you know, that's not religion. But the religious part is something, yeah, that's annoying. That's <laughs> like, oh, go to the temple, do this, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. Okay. Imagine I, I oftentimes lie and say, "Yeah, sure, I did it." Yeah, I <laughs> oh did that. yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, I did that. Don't worry. Imagine, Arthi, you're on a wonderful vacation in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a beautiful, inclusive. You're having the time of your life, and eight in the morning, you are woken up by the sound of dolls and bases party. I would sue the hotel after two straight days of drinking too. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Okay. Now here's the thing. I'm feeling especially salty about this because when my brother got married. Well, you were talking about not even being in the wedding party and just being a random tourist in the hotel. Yes. Oh, that would be so annoying. So this has happened to me, not in Mexico, but when my brother got married, Mm -hmm. um, he got married over Memorial Day weekend and yeah. the hotel where his um, reception was, was the Hilton. And we yeah. all stayed there. Like all of us, yeah. it's like, even though it was like very close to my parents' house, me and my cousins all were like, you know, we want to be able to like stay away from the parents and the yeah. aunts and uncles. So we'll stay at the hotel where all of like everybody yeah. from out of town is staying. 
So we did that also thinking we'll be able to sleep in because the moms at home, yeah. the moms were waking up at 7 a.m. cooking right. food and right. banging pots and talking yeah. and watching drama serials and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, we're going to get to sleep in because we're going to stay up late. Yeah. Mm-mm. 6 a.m. I'm woken up to the sound of drums and Bollywood music <gasps> and hooting and hollering because somebody else was getting married that weekend. and. <gasps> There were two Desi weddings in the same hotel? It is New Jersey. That's true. But oh, yeah, that, but even for New Jersey, that's ambitious. Yeah. From the hotel owner. That's ambitious. That's so being it was, greedy. So that's it was being the same, greedy. It was the same weekend. It was the okay. same weekend. Right. So our, our event was the next day, but we yeah. were still spending the weekend there. Uh-huh. And uh, I was woken up that early. And I just have to say, like, I listen – I'm not going to knock you for obviously your your religion is your religion. Your beliefs are your beliefs. you got to hit your auspicious hour. But hey, be mindful of the other people. Because <laughs> 8 a.m. Like I'm no, advocate- You can do 8 a.m. weddings without the without all the drums and all the stuff. Yeah. That, that shouldn't be happening where people are sleeping. No. Yeah. That's not okay. So think about all the people there in Mexico at this hotel. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved all the clothes. I loved all the zooming in on the clothes. I loved all the emphasis on the red dress. Um, Vishal wears a pink turban, and it bizarrely made me cry because my oh. dad wore a pink turban at his oh. wedding. Biharis, yeah. we do stuff like that. We do yeah. some very Indian traditions. So we had a my dad had a pink turban at his wedding that I believe was oh, also wow. hand tied. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we and, don't have turbans. We don't have that in South India, so we didn't yeah, that's that. a North Indian thing, right? Turbans, not, yeah, turbans are not South Indian. They're North, yeah, uh, yeah again, Punjabi, not yeah. not ours. Yeah, it's like Punjabi, even like Alani. Yeah, Rajasthan. it's like a Northwest. Yeah, thing. Northwest, not even the rest of in in Maharashtra. They'll wear a, what's called a topi, which is like a triangular cap. Oh yeah, and then um. In the south, south, we don't wear anything. They might tie a turban like, they might just as part of the ceremony, sometimes they'll wrap one, um, a cloth or a white dhoti around the hair, head, and that's considered the turban, but you don't really wear a turban. Yeah. Um, I also started crying because Richa wears her mom's nose ring at her wedding. I know. I also wore my mom's nose ring at my Aww. wedding. I wore, and by the way, the nose ring, kind of gross, was worn by every single girl on my mom's side of the family. <laughs> and I'm one of the youngest, Oh. but it was my grandmother's, and she wore it, then all her daughters wore it, then all her granddaughters wore it. And now your niece will. Eventually, okay. if she wants to have her nose Someday. pierced. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyway, all that shit, that Daisy wedding shit really made me cry, but then I was thinking about the lengthy ceremony on the beach. So this lengthy ceremony on the beach that in the painful. heat, that looked painful. I have attended my Hindu friends' weddings, and yeah. I have chosen to come towards the end of the ceremony yeah. because yeah. I'm like, there's no. Then they've told me they're like, yeah. there's literally no reason for you to be there yeah. before yeah. that. Yeah, literally, the the literal ceremony itself is between the priest, the bride, the groom, and then the parents of the bride and the groom because there are certain things they have to say. Because they're mm-hmm. pledging to be a family together, it's a lot more about um, the 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 pledging and the you know all of the certain parts of the ceremony is more about 
the groom's family promising the bride's family they would take care of the daughter and vice versa and saying that we are all part of the family and we are going to follow certain rules and you know systems it's a lot of it's making a social contract is what that what is happening there it has yeah. nothing to do with everybody else you're all supposed to supposedly witnesses for it yeah that's why you're there but it's all done in sanskrit it, mm-hmm. And if you don't know Sanskrit, you don't even know what the priest is saying. It's like being in a Catholic church and somebody is speaking in Latin. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand Latin, you don't understand what the priest is saying. You can sort of guess. But that's about it. And that's what's happening with the bride and the groom because they're the ones that are hearing it. Everybody else is sitting by and chatting. And you, you that's part of being at the wedding is just sitting around talking to each other, taking a nap, overeating, <laughs> going, getting a snack. That's what happens in our weddings. But Do you think... Uh, one coconut water and a box of popcorn is enough for three hours. Popcorn. So here's what I was thinking. I'm thinking you're hot and then you're eating something salty. Yeah. Now you're going to be like doubly thirsty. So when the popcorn came around, I was like, you guys are already hot and thirsty. You shouldn't be eating popcorn. I, I like love the idea of a beach wedding. Yeah. But it is not conducive for to brown not people. For Hindu weddings, not brown people in general. It's like it's not even the wedding part. It's like the clothes. Be, yeah, the clothes and being on the beach for that prolonged time that such heavily brocaded clothes, not good. And the amount of onions and garlic and ginger we eat in our diet, we just expire at a much faster rate. <laughs> <laughs> the sweat yeah. is just not good. We're marinating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everybody else watched this show and they thought, oh my God, this <laughs> looks so good. I have FOMO. This is such a beautiful wedding. And all you and I have talked about is how much we think everybody else have been stinking. <laughs> You've been true. talking about B.O. the whole time. Do you realize that you're making Indian wedding sound so depressing? I just aware been, of our you've been slowly <laughs> walking me through to a point where now i'm like yeah man those weddings are they are tiring people stink it's too much work too much noise i just don't want to do this anymore i came here thinking that i would talk something positive about the wedding but now it's all negative it's okay <laughs> i have person you <laughs> I am I have a question when are you actually married is it the Mangal Sutra or is it the Saad Pere the, the circling the around Mangal the fire the Mangal Sutra is when you get married the Saad Pere is you're making all these promises after you get married you're mm-hmm. saying together you're making the promises to each other oh, those okay. are the seven promises that you make but uh, the Mangal Sutra the tying the knot is um, is the it's called the tying a knot because traditionally and in south indian weddings we don't put the gold chain we literally have on a, a string with turmeric on it and that's mm-hmm. what's tied around the, tied around the neck and it's called tying a knot and that later on they can transfer that the gold that is on the on the um, on the thread is then transferred to a gold chain or something else so that's how the mangal sutra is formed but <clears throat> the knot they literally have to tie three knots in the back You're literally tying the knot make the, tying a knot literally tying the knot yeah oh that's cute and in uh, north indian weddings it's they tie the three knots on the um the the cloth that comes from the turban 
yeah. or the dupattas, the two yes. um, shawls that the the woman and the man are um, wearing, they'll tie three knots. It's the same yes. thing. It's the same yeah. three knots. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lopa has uh, Richa do the vidai, and mm-hmm. again, I was that crying. Was, that was, yeah, that was. That was, that was a lot. Hard. Even thinking about it right now makes me yeah. see. I'm not a complete monster. Sure, they all smelled, but some of this shit really made me cry. But also, like we are, like we are so conditioned by movies and our parents and their, we are so culturally conditioned to cry at that point when they do the vidai, which is During which is rice. when the daughter yeah. leaves with the groom. She yes. vidai is basic farewell, right? Yes. And so we're so conditioned throughout our lives to cry at that point, to really choke up at that point. It's like we can't even <laughs> help it. It's a physiological reaction right now. I could cry right very this moment thinking about it. Okay. Like my whole body is warm, like pre-crying warm. You know when your yeah. body gets a little warm right before you have a good cry? <laughs> I have to think about Denise Richards <laughs> getting chased by Big oh Pharma my. so I don't start crying. Yes, it makes me – I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I mean, I cried a lot in my wedding <clears throat> for no reason, for no good reason because I only I'm choked conditioned up once. to it. I only choked up once and that was because when I made myself choke up because I was like, okay, this is a monumental thing that just happened. <laughs> Have I taken a moment to think about it? So I forced myself to think about the moment <laughs> because I wanted to live in the moment and that made me cry. But yeah, 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 yeah. If I hadn't actually taken that minute to think about it, I might have just gone through the whole thing laughing and <laughs> you know, just having a ball. But in that moment, I was like, something, something monumental happened just now, right? So let me just think about it. And when I thought yeah. about it, then it was like a little tear. Like, what, what did you think about Lopa's speech? I loved everything Lopa did. I loved Lopa's dance, Lopa's clothes, and Lopa's speech, which is so beautiful. She really, she made all the uncles cry. They're like, everybody, every Indian parent in the room was thinking about I put all the times they have sacrificed everything to be there to make sure that kids attended every class, did not take a day off, did all their homework and made sure they got an A grade every single time by just sitting there and making, forcing them to do schoolwork and all of that. It's all the effort and energy that Indian parents pour into their kid. Yeah. And it just like, you could feel that there was one connective tissue connecting all of the parents. <laughs> they were like wiping how them. they struggled. They came to this country. They were immigrants. <laughs> they went through so many issues out and still protected the inner family unit and let it grow. And so, yeah, it was a, it's a sense of accomplishment, pride, and a sense of all the all the fun they didn't have, all the growing up they didn't do, all the, you know, all the lives they didn't live because their lives revolved around their children. Yeah. It's kind of sad. It's terrible. That's uh, why it's it's sad because of all the opportunities they missed to live their own lives. Yeah. It's called codependence and generational trauma. We're not going to do that. But it was really cute to see like Brian's dad sobbing. Yeah. Sobbing. That man was 
like everybody was like i've never seen at first of all daisy man like it's yeah. interesting because like daisy men don't have feelings they're very robotic until no, they there have is feelings. a wedding they just don't they just channel everything into anger <laughs> they channel to anger but i don't know about you but like my dad my dad would not cry oh, except no. for when he would be at a wedding it did not matter if it was a stranger's wedding. Like, you know, like in the 90s, you would always like for Daisy's, you would always be like, oh, so-and-so got married. They sent us their wedding video. And then you would feel obligated mm-hmm. to sit and watch their wedding video. Yeah. My dad could be, he doesn't fucking know these people. But like the, we call it Ruksati, which is yeah. like the same thing yeah. as Vidai. Like the farewell is happening. Yeah. And my dad is crying. Like, <laughs> So I don't know. I just like to me, all of it just was like very on brand with these Stacey men. But what's not on brand is what Vishal does, which is he does that weird fucking 20 minute speech. Oh. Then he blacks out after all. It was all- more like an acknowledgement. Like, what are you like running the credits of your movie? Like, thank you. For <laughs> well, the, what the are director, you at the was the director, was the producer, was yeah. the line boy, was the like cameraman. Like, what is going on here? It yes. Was like, what nonsense is this? Yeah, he was so embarrassing. Oh, I to be Lopa and to sit there and put up with that and not feel like your daughter is making a big mistake and you don't know how to stop her from doing that. That is that is then scary. He, he blacks out. He doesn't <sighs> even spend the night with his wife. Yeah. No Sohagrath. No Sohagrath. The biggest event in the, in the Desi wedding is the Sohagrath. Yeah. I mean, we're... Li- Yes, that's really it. Because then all the aunties after you get married will openly then talk all about, about you having uh, when you're going to have the first baby. Yeah, that's what they take. They give you about a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, and then they immediately start treating you like you're an old maid, <laughs> old lady who hasn't you whose hormones have run out of. You know, you're almost premenopausal, and when are you going to pop out a baby? What's yeah. going on with you? Exactly. But the for the three weeks they give you before they start to treat you that way, all they'll talk to you about, they'll just give you like googly eyes every time your husband's in the room because they just think like you just – like anytime you are with your husband even alone in a pantry for one second getting, you know, a bag of chips, they just yeah. think that you're boning in there because that's yeah. all they think about. <laughs> that's, all, that's all that's going through their minds, which is such a weird, weird thing. Ew. It's- it's so weird because literally before you get married, they don't even acknowledge that, that you, you have sexual organs. You you don't <laughs> even have parts. You don't even have body parts there. You don't. You don't. And then the minute you get married, they're like, oh, hey, husband. Hi. Hey, how's it going? How did you sleep? Good. You're like, leave me alone. <laughs> ah, I love this show. I was giggling. I- because we were watching, Fahad was watching football, and I was watching this on my laptop next to him. And I was, and it was, it wasn't great because the Eagles lost their first game yeah, of the yeah. season. Uh, they finally lost the game very badly on Monday, and he was really stressed out. And I was watching this on my laptop, and I was giggling. <laughs> he was so stressed out, and I was just like, "Ha ha, it's so funny." Lavina, it was so funny. Fu- it was funny, and it was funny, and it was fun to watch. I thought some of the stuff that they did, especially between Richa and her mother, with with the chuda and all of you know, their them talking to each other and all of that. 
I thought that was really touching. It's the parts of Vishal overdoing it and getting mm-hmm. drunk. And those are the parts that if I could just remove all of those parts, I could actually show these two episodes to Maya and tell her, hey, look, an Indian wedding on TV. You could watch it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It, it, or, there was a lot. Know, there was a lot that was informative and about our culture that was shared, and there was a lot that was more divided. overshared. Overshared, yes. <laughs> I do think, like in two years, you could show it to Maya, and Maya would be like, "Oh, I don't want to be desi people like these." Yeah, people. she'll be and like, so- "Okay, I'm not dating a desi person ever. <laughs> That's not going to happen." Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and when we're back, we'll talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay, and we're back. Um, Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah. You know, one thing I started doing is Mm -hmm. I don't go on Twitter to see what people are saying about uh, Potomac anymore. Because apparently if you go on online and you see the discourse about Potomac, it's very toxic right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I have been going down the down the sister wives pipeline. <laughs> sister wives has just gotten super interesting, and I know you don't watch it, so we don't talk about it. But that's ooh, that's that's so satisfying to watch. So on Sunday nights is sister wives. So I what I am like following the sister wives goss. Mm-hmm. So I'm not watching what's happening with um, Potomac. I watch Potomac later not uh, not live so i don't then go back i only do twitter when i'm like watching it live yeah. i want to know what other people are thinking at the same time but other, yeah uh, but i don't go back and check anyway so i don't i well, don't know I, what's going on people all everyone supporting giselle and um not uh supporting candace is that what you're saying i mean it's just a mess out there but i think that there's see potomac is a show that i i think is really fun I think it's really fun. I think it is so light and silly, even if things that we're talking about are extremely problematic, like, you know, this I, uh, this yeah. accusation against yeah. Chris or or like whatever is going on um, with, uh, with, you know, with Candace, whatever. Like, I think that there's things that are very, like, there are high stakes things, but the way that the show it handles, the cast handles it, makes me laugh so hard that I'm mm-hmm. just like, why are you guys making this so serious? Like, mm-hmm. this is really fun. At the same time, I don't want to dismiss anybody who feels triggered watching the show because maybe they do, like, because mm-hmm. they relate to certain people. But there's just a lot of stuff happening right now on Twitter and whatever about Potomac. And one of the greatest things I do is that I do not watch it live on Sundays. I do not go on Twitter to mm-hmm. see what Twitter is saying. And then I laugh my ass off on Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday morning after my morning meetings, mm-hmm. I watch Potomac. I drink my coffee. It's the and best I have start a to a time. week. Yeah. It's the best. It's amazing. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't I don't Potomac is one where I don't have to take sides. Yeah. Because everybody's wrong and everybody's right. There's that's right. nobody that's terribly wrong and there's nobody that's terribly wrong, right. Because there's some truth in everything that they say. Not uh, It may not be handled well. It may People may not be reacting the way you think they should. But I don't think inherently none of these women are vicious or mean or, yeah. or all they are guilty of is being thirsty. That's, yeah. that's it. 
but they are well-meaning at the core. I think all of them are really good women. They're like good people. Does that make sense? Like yeah. good persons at heart. So yeah. I actually, I don't think that one is, anyone is, uh, you know, better than the other or I have to take a team. I don't take team or sides at all. I think it is quite possible that Giselle was offended and felt uncomfortable, which is complete. And at the same time, it is possible that Chris did not mean to make her feel uncomfortable, was drunk and didn't quite realize where he crossed the boundaries. But he also immediately backed off and told to back off. And he has been, you know, so that, so maybe the both him thinking that he didn't do anything wrong and her thinking that she was uncomfortable. So that is all that matters is also right. So I don't, I don't think I have to take any sides there. I do think, I do think brought it on. She could have talked about it right away or to Chris off camera brought it up, but she did wait to bring it up on camera. That's the one thing she did. And that was because she doesn't have a storyline. She's going to be messy. I think that if you're going to bring shit up on camera, you cannot dictate how the other person is going to react either. So, like, they open up this episode with the stupid-ass burn session, Candace calling Ashley a Mm -hmm. lying-ass vindictive Mm -hmm. bitch, which is Mm -hmm. just so beautifully strung together. And then she tells everybody about Michael sucking. Now, I I don't know if I wrote this wrong. Was it that Michael sucked the dick of Bleep or was Bleep sucking Michael's dick? Uh, that would be a Michael question. I did not know the answer to that. I wasn't there, my lord. Whatever. Um, so you would have to ask them. So I'm not going to perjure myself. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to implicate myself in any scenario where I might or may or may know or may not know any information. No. <laughs> that is a Michael question. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's something to do with the, um, you know, they, they said that he was a high level, what, high end what, escort, high end escort in DC of all places. Mm-hmm. So Michael must have been his like lowest rung of clients. <laughs> yeah, so, like imagine in DC with all those politicians, all those Republicans. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ashley- where the high end high end part of it comes from. <laughs> this is like a high end escort that has like a startup maybe like So just- yeah, so somebody like I think it was Ronnie or Ben on Watch What Crappens or somebody was saying that why would he's such a bad escort because he just spoiled his um business by outing one talking about one of his clients. And I'm thinking to myself, no, this is a clientele in DC. Michael was probably his poorest clientele and probably did not pay him any. And he was like, I don't care about you anymore. I'm going to drop you. That's what happened. That's why they have to bleep that name out. They cannot even mention this guy's name because he has high connections and Bravo will get sued if they do. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Some of the ladies, they get up, they retreat to the sprinter van. Karen Karen says, I'm going to be sick to my stomach. And then she she leaves. Why do you think Ashley is saying this stuff about Chris and her friend Deborah? I think, I don't think Ashley meant for, uh, I, I don't think Ashley deliberately said that. I think Deborah is thirsty enough to say that, to say, oh, yeah. 
yeah, I saw him looking at me. He was smiling at me. He was friendly with me. And then Ashley is extrapolating to say, oh, my friend Deborah also said that he was hitting on her. But why wouldn't Ashley mention it to Candace when she went to Candace's house like the day before? Did Had she met with Deborah before that? I mean, um, the spring fling yeah. happened a while ago, so. What are you trying to say? Mo- no, what I'm, t- what I'm trying to say lying? is. I'm saying Ashley. <laughs> I'm saying maybe Ashley is a lying ass vindictive bitch. Because <laughs> the glee that Ashley has on her face where she goes, doesn't feel good, does it? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And Candace is like, okay, there we said it. And I think Candace was um, Candace was handling that all of that up to a, that point. I was like pretty proud of Candace to be very calm, argue her part of it and say you are making this up because you want to get back at me. But that's that's how I know that this is not true. And yeah. she and she pretty much had uh, Ashley confirm that right so candace was doing pretty well up up to that point candace was doing very well in the argument i do think that i wish that candace mm, i don't know it's just they're such different people i feel like we could all learn something from somebody like ashley darby who has had like multiple racy things about her husband come out on camera and she's like huh yeah (laughs) she's never like what who she's always like hmm Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is like be as it may be. What I'm saying is that Chris also is like Michael Darby. That's yeah. all she wants to make a point of is that you are my husband is is a piece of shit, but so is yours. Is all she wants to prove. Yeah. Then Candace and Giselle have a chat. What did you think about this? Do you think Giselle is an advocate or do you think that Giselle is an evil cunt? Did you see the view? Did you see the view? No. It's pretty beautiful, isn't it? Oh, the view. <laughs> Don't you love that about her? Like, Candace and Giselle are obviously upset. Like, Candace is obviously mad at Giselle. That little, part, that little exchange. Just, it was, was like, just that little exchange and the exchange at the airport when they were getting on the plane or when, uh, when um, Shasha arrives. <laughs> And Karen is like that few seconds where they both turn towards the camera. Yes. Just after Karen said hello to her. Oh my God, that was so pure. It's so good. Like, yeah. th- that's the thing. That's the shit that cracks me up about Giselle. We're like, obviously, we're all in a fight. Candace is upset. You have just accused Candace's husband of, like, kind of being a predator. And, like, right. and Giselle's like, well, look at the view. Isn't the view wonderful? <laughs> Candace is like, yeah, it's lovely. Anyway, listen. (laughs) But here's the thing. Giselle is messy because when she goes back to Robin later in the van, she repeats to Robin what Ashley said. She goes, oh, little Miss Ashley Darby. She just blew up on him. She said Chris was propositioning her friend, feeling her butt. I was like, Giselle, that that didn't happen. That happened. So if that didn't happen, then maybe, you know, Chris did not come on to you. Chris just was being drunk and insisting on talking to you about about Candace because he was upset about Candace. And you said, well, get out of the room. It looks, it does, I feel uncomfortable. And he did. 
I just, again, I don't think that Chris ever came on to Giselle because Giselle no. never says that Chris came on. I think Chris might have been in her personal space and being drunk. Maybe that's why she didn't want, she thought it was like awkward or icky. I can see that happening. I just feel like they walked into a room. Giselle was like, oh, this is uncomfortable. And then Chris was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Like, I don't know what more you want from the situation. Right. None of this implies that her – and the thing is, Giselle is, you know, speaking from both sides of her mouth because she always – she's like, I have no idea what happened. I can't confirm what happened, but I can just confirm how I feel. Yeah. And then the thing is, then when Chris clears up his name, well, what is what is the solution here? Like, again, yeah. like, even when she pre- initially told Candace, like, what do you want Candace to do? Say, right. I'm going to leave like, my husband? Exactly, yeah. What do you want her to do? Not bring Chris around anymore? Is that what she wants her to do? What what is what is the, What does she want? Yeah, Giselle, like, didn't think through the plan. Right, right, right. She just thought that if she just threw the bomb that it will... You know, it's like a ball of wool. It'll unravel and it'll make its way around it. She didn't have to do much. Yeah. But it's sort of like sat with a big knot in the middle and didn't go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Ashley finally gets a lawyer. And even at this meeting, her attorney is like, are you really this stupid? Are you pretending to be stupid <laughs> right. on camera? Ashley is like going to a lawyer. Like, you know, she would go to a doctor and say, hey, I looked up on WebMD and I think I have cancer. She's like me. No, you have gas. You just have gas, okay? You don't have cancer. But I just read up the symptoms on WebMD and it said cancer. That's how she's like, I Googled all this and it didn't tell me all this. And the the lawyer is like, I didn't get my degree on Google. My student loans are still here. (laughs) Ashley, the smirk on Ashley's face at her attorney, with meeting with her attorney where she's basically like, like, it's so interesting. I, I have this feeling that, like, Ashley came onto the show and was like, yeah, it's fine, guys. Michael's got it. And then she was like, oh, no, maybe Michael's doesn't got it. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm going to go to the lawyer. And mm-hmm. she's kind of – she she likes to – Ashley does the thing where a lot of beautiful women do, which is they like to play dumb. And I'm sure with Michael, she plays dumb a lot to make mm-hmm. him feel better and mm-hmm. make him feel more like a man and like a right. big smart protector guy. Like I think right. Ashley, Ashley plays dumb a lot, but Ashley is so much fucking smarter than she puts out. Like, yeah. and even like you can just see by her face, she is getting all this information on camera about what mm-hmm. she can do to protect herself. Yeah. And right. she is just so happy to be getting divorced. Right. Yeah. Now she's doing TikTok dances at our boyfriend's apartment. I know. At our boyfriend's apartment. <laughs> it just it's just unfair. <laughs> not right, not right. Not okay. Not right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One day I'm gonna tell Ashley, well, guess what? Your boyfriend asked me to sniff him. How about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and guess what? I did. <laughs> everyone's going to Miami and I just wanted to ask you there's obviously this like tension like Mia doesn't like Wendy Robin doesn't like Wendy Giselle's not Wendy's huge fan why do you think why is Mia making making Miami to be like almost Dubai like where where does she think she's going it's like I'm going to Miami okay calm down enough already 
Yeah, I know just... you are MIA, and there's Miami's airport yeah. is code is MIA. I get it. I get it. Yeah, you don't have to spell it out. Yeah, when you spell out the joke, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at ask all. me. I I do that all the time. It's not <laughs> funny. <laughs> I can't help it. But that's where I think I hate Mia because she's so. Maybe I identify myself. <laughs> no, but it's no, like no. okay enough already enough about talking about miami and how you know you have such an interesting past in miami okay enough we get it we got it the first time yeah. but why do you think that everybody hates wendy <clears throat> i think not one of them can identify with her i don't think wendy has done any Wendy does Wendy's a different kind of woman because Wendy's the kind of woman that I run run I run into in a lot of the academic sphere they mm-hmm. are they are they do think they are holier than thou they do think they know more and they hold themselves to a higher standard of behavior so they expect everybody around you to do so and but they are not they are like at the end of the day they would rather they would love to be as free as some of the other women but because they are in this academic atmosphere they have to hold they have to have a certain kind of appearance and so they try to hold that and as they do that the other women are just you are fake you're not being real with us and you're putting us down. So why would we be friends with you? Not one of them is friends with her. Candace sort of is, but that's only because Candace has all these ongoing issues with Giselle and, you know, with um, Robin and now with Ashley. So for Candace, it's either Wendy or um, Karen. And Karen is in her own dream world. Karen is not like she's sitting on the fence. She's not taking any sides anymore. She's barely getting getting herself involved in any of the drama she's just yeah. sitting on the sidelines she's not doing much this season mm-hmm. so for so wendy doesn't really have anybody uh and same with candace candace really doesn't have anyone else and that's the only reason they are like being friends with each other but i don't think candace would love to be with wendy either i don't think there's any chemistry between wendy and karen wendy and um candace I think Wendy and Candace both have a similar issue with the rest of the group where I think that But they don't have anything them, in common with each other to be Well, friends. no, I think I think they both <clears throat> I think both Candace and Wendy are very smart women. Mm-hmm. And I think that Wendy Wendy for sure looks down on every single person oh, on yeah, the cast, sure. right? There is something really frustrating about a really smart person coming into a group and being like, I have more going on than housewives. I know you guys just have housewives, mm-hmm. but I have a lot more going on. And it's like, okay, bitch, but you're still trying to be on the show. Yeah. So like – you can't do that. You can't play both right. things, right? Like right. it's like when Bethany comes in to Roni every few years yeah. Yeah. and is like, "Oh, what? Like these women? Like I'm? They're just like so upset. Like I have so much going on, and I have this yeah. and that. Like right. it's then really frustrating. Here? Then yeah. why are you here? And yeah. I do feel like I get that vibe a lot from Wendy. And right. similarly, I think that it's funny because I compared Wendy and Mia. Right? Like Mia is so dumb, so yeah. messy, picks fights about dumb shit. Has right. a, an absolutely toxic husband, can't and a toxic cannot, friend and Peter, yeah, cannot keep her story straight. Lying mm-hmm. about 
anything and everything. Mia is just a straight up liar and then admits to lying and then says, I don't remember. Like Mia is messy. But I think the difference between Mia and Wendy is that Mia is – it's obvious that Mia – I wouldn't say Mia – I feel like Mia is a little bit in on the joke. Whereas Wendy doesn't quite seem like she is in on any jokes. Mia doesn't, Mia is being Mia. She's not thinking of it as I am, uh, I am putting out a persona that's messy. This is who I am. I'm messy. Yeah. Whereas Wendy is, she has careful, there's a housewife persona, there's a professor persona, there's a wife and Nigerian and daughter of a Nigerian persona. She has too many personas that she doesn't want to intermix. She doesn't want to have, you know, the professor, you know, throwing down with these housewives. She wants a professor to have their own, have her own life while still being a housewife as well. And that's not going to happen. Mia is being authentic to who she is. Wendy is picking and choosing which mask she's going to wear today. Because Wendy also has a lot to lose. And right. I think that that's why it becomes right. too... This is not the venue for Wendy. I don't quite get... I still, after two years, I still don't get Wendy. Yeah, and I think I think with Candace, it's a similar thing in the sense that like Candace wants to be friends with somebody like Ashley, but at the same time, she looks down at somebody like Ashley. Mm-hmm. Like, she judges Ashley a lot. She thinks that Ashley's dumb. She thinks that mm-hmm. Ashley, you know, just it was like a like she would love sugar for baby. Ashley to be her sidekick, but not the, she doesn't want to be on her on the same level as her. I, I just don't think she could ever see Ashley on the same level as her because, like, you know, Candace has, like, two degrees. Like, she's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like an HBCU grad. Like, I, right. the, there's just a different life that Candace yeah. and Ashley have. Right. And I think that there is that similar, like, sense of looking down on people. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, in the real world, I can understand. I mean, I don't love it. I don't like when anybody looks down on people. But I think in this situation, it's like you can't look down at people whose only job is that one job right. when you also have that job yeah, and you need yeah. that job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. and when yeah. that starts to happen on Housewives where you're mm-hmm. like get mm-hmm. the sense that this person wishes that they were or thinks that they're better than the show, mm-hmm. then it's not fun anymore. I'm not yeah. getting that about Candace yet, but I do get that a lot with Wendy. And I think yeah. that's why Wendy comes off very – I wouldn't say phony, but she just she's coming off so awkward on the show now. So hard to be relevant. She had the story with uh, Peter, and then Eddie even asked her, "Where do you stand on it?" She's like, "It's on pause." If I have to be real, but then I want to have this conversation, and I want to talk about this other thing. And she literally tells signals to Eddie that let's not talk about that anymore. That's done. We are going to yeah. talk about the burn session. That's what I want to talk about. And Eddie's like, oh, okay, okay. You tell me what you want to say. And he yeah. just shuts up. But it's like she's orchestrating and producing all these storylines that she wants to pursue. And she's not good at it. You're not a producer. Stop doing that. Just live your authentic self. And we would actually enjoy that. I actually ended up thinking as I was going through some of these scenes, yeah, I was thinking I actually like Wendy in the first season when she was her authentic self of being a professor with four degrees and all that she could talk about was the four degrees. I actually think that is the real Wendy. And I think she should lean more into that and forget about, you know, candles and, you know, restaurants. Candles and boobs and plates yeah, and restaurants. Right, and right. Just stick to yeah. one pers- persona that works for you. 
Yeah. It's too many. Now, it's like having a different Wendy every season and it's not fun. And the fun stuff about this show is like the scene with Giselle, <laughs> Ashley, and Robin going shopping where they're just mm-hmm. talking shit. Mm-hmm. They're just openly talking shit. And they're just like even – they're even happy to talk about Michael mm-hmm. sucking or having his dick mm-hmm. sucked mm-hmm. Uh, by this high-end escort. Yeah. They're just and, – and this is where I'm like I wish that – See, it's just, again, Candace and Ashley are so different. Candace, because she has worked really hard to have what she has, mm-hmm. has a lot more to lose. So she takes right. life a lot more seriously. Whereas right. somebody like Ashley is just kind of like rolling with it, right? Like yeah. she – that's why when they talk about it at the store, Ashley's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care. Like yeah. she does not care. Right. Probably because she I knew. think would have cared even when she was married to him. Yeah. I don't think she is cared. She's ever cared about any of the sex kink and stuff. She doesn't think any of it is a big deal, and she doesn't think any of it is new news. It's just like, oh, you guys just found out about that now. Okay, I thought yeah. you guys. Know. That's how she she approaches everything. As we are an open book, you didn't ask us. If you had asked us, we would have told you. We didn't. That's all. Crack me up. Yeah. The ladies head to Miami and now Cherise, Cherise with two R's and two asses and eyelashes sliding I down. I loved her face. how Mia put her down, like, oh eyebrow eyelashes are coming off and she still she doesn't care. A couple of weeks ago I tweeted a picture. <laughs> then the of producers Charisse. like slowed down on her face. <laughs> no, a couple weeks a couple weeks ago I tweeted a picture of Cherise's eyebrows and I was like, Where are they going? They were <laughs> One was in one direction, the other one was flying. They looked like they were leaving her face. <laughs> they were in the champagne room. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get to Miami. Um, I love that Karen has a tur- request, man. She needs a bathroom. Come on, she sleeps yeah. naked. She, they, I like that Karen has turned this into her birthday trip. Five nine. Five nine. <laughs> I know. It's five nine. What do you think about this room prank that they're doing? What what which room prank are they? This is about? where Ashley is gonna make Candace sleep in the same room as. So I didn't get that part. I missed I that part. Either. What was it happening? Like there was something about a card, and then I missed, and I rewound it multiple times, but I kept missing the part where they said, "Where's the card? Where's the card?" I didn't understand what what that was about. It was very confusing. So there was a card for Candace that had right. her room in it. Yes. But Ashley picked up the card and then took Wendy's card and put it in Candace's. Oh. And what was Wendy's card say? What did it say? Or or I think what happened is that they Ashley picked it up, went to Giselle and Robin's room, opened it, and saw that Candace and Wendy are going to have to share a, a single bed and then put it back. Oh. Something. I don't know what was going I couldn't, on. I couldn't figure it out. It was too fast. There was a lot of people talking off screen and, you know, I wasn't paying attention. So it was like, okay, what what just happened? Yeah. And then I think we like, okay, so here's the thing that's frustrating. So they're messing Candace. around with Candace's sleeping arrangements. That's what's happening. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. Peter Thomas says that he has beef with Wendy. What do you think the beef is? Where's the beef? Um... I thought Arby's had the meats. No, all the dad jokes coming through. 
not the Nigerian restaurant. It's the Arby's. <laughs> no. I, I, think, I think he's just joking. I think he, I think he tried to con Wendy. And then Wendy, being the smart one, was like, ah, she made some excuse, dropped him, dropped his ass. He cannot be on the show anymore because Wendy doesn't want to move forward with it. So he he latched on to the uh, the only dumb one in the in the cast. That's um, Mia, and Mia's readily you know she accepts his business model, and she is ready to let him come through and you know latch on to a housewife or two. I think he's a he's such a leech and he's such a he's such a grifter. He grifted, uh, you know, Atlanta, and now he's trying to latch onto the other other franchise that he can just work his way out. Yeah, he's exactly. So thirsty. He's so thirsty. He's yeah. thirsty and he's hungry, and that's all it is. Yeah, I wonder what the fight next week is going to be about. Though, is it because of Peter and is is Mia doing a restaurant with Peter? Is that what is happening? And why is Mia getting involved in all of that? And I if don't she know. is, you should let her do that because she apparently has run out of a uh, you know businesses to run. So <laughs> she's because she needs pamphlets to put away. Right, so Peter can give her a job. Exactly. Does Peter have a bar one in every town that these girls will go to? Is that how Peter is going? Peter is going to be the new Priv. You know how the Priv folks were yes. coming around doing makeup yes. on Bravo? Peter is yes. going to show up on all franchise with like, hey, come have your fight in my bar. I want, P- I want, I want a bar one in New, new Jersey because oh. all of the you have a million dollars peter will put up one for you if you have a million <laughs> i don't i do not have a million dollars mm-hmm. you should tell gorga to do this with peter Thomas. oh my god you Could should you, totally give gorga 100%. this idea gorga should open a bar called bar one with peter thomas and we should all watch it implode it should be a bravo tv show i want to watch it be dysfunctional Nothing yes. be served, all everybody fighting. That would be fun to watch. That's what I want. Wait, Rob, one more thought about um the Gorgas related to Brian. So I love Brian from Family Karma, mm-hmm. but you know all that shit that happened during BravoCon between the Gorgas and Jennifer? I don't really know, except that they were separated, they were on separate panels, correct? Okay, so apparently at a hotel afterwards mm-hmm. or during the weekend, something happened where people caught camp footage of uh, Melissa Gorga and Joe Gorga cursing at Jennifer Aiden and Jennifer Aiden taking a glass of water and throwing it towards them. <gasps> and it was a whole thing, all this shit. Basically, what came out was that Melissa, like Jennifer was by herself. She wasn't, uh-huh. Bill wasn't there. And so Melissa started cursing at her and calling her a loser and all this stuff. And Jennifer was trying to walk away. Something happened anyway. Jennifer ended up taking a cup of water and throwing it at Joe or something. (sighs) Now, the thing is that apparently in Jennifer's thing was she was like, this lobby was full of men and women, a few women, but full of men who were hearing this man curse me out. And not a single man stepped up and said anything to Joe. Yeah. But all of security came out when I took a cup of water and threw it. Yeah. And of the men that were in that lobby hanging out with Joe Gorga, Brian and Brian's brother were there from Family Karma. Oh. And I'm just like, Brian, come on. 
You've raised you better than that. You know the right thing. Dharma would have kicked your ass. Yeah. Be better. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not cool. I was wondering yeah. where that was going. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, You're like, I'm this? on too many drugs for this. I know. I was like, I'm still trying to see the thread. <laughs> oh wow. Wait, I didn't wait. know all this happened at BravoCon. Maybe you didn't. I did take double a dose of Mucinex two weeks ago, so who knows? Are you saying you just dreamt up this whole thing? Are you saying this is like an Twitter uh, fake news? (laughs) Time will tell. Oh, my God. I'm going to type that all out on Twitter and say, hey, Twitter, (laughs) can you confirm if this was true or not? (laughs) R.I.P. Jimmy Fallon. Like for truth, hard for, you know, not fake news. Retweet if fake. Like if you believe.